Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. You could get in a crash, people could get hurt or killed. Thousands of people are killed in drunk driving crashes every year, but that still doesn't stop everyone. You could get arrested, you could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. We all know the consequences of driving drunk, but one thing's for sure, you're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Plan ahead, don't take chances, and don't drive drunk. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're wild. You're wild. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler of rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MB. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. And you know, every time I come in here in the morning, I get down on my knees and I pray. You know, just to pray to have a good show and, you know, pray that, you know, Envy has a good show and Angela has a good show and all the producers do what they're supposed to do. And this morning when I got up off my knees and turned around, it was a young man behind me. Whoa. And it was a young man who clearly has had sex with a Muslim before because he was very respectful of my, cra- my prayer, but I could tell that he was turned on all at the same time. Wow. And what did you do? Did you get excited? I didn't say anything. Guess who that young man was? I know who it was. Trav from Philly. Trav from Philly is here. Drop hey, one of Trav. two bombs for Trav from Philly. Yay, Trav is here. Hey, Trav. That's exactly how I know Travis slept with a Muslim before. Man, it. I love Trav. Finally, somebody who could relate to me here on the Breakfast Club in the room. I came in, Charlamagne knew I was coming. Put the mic on his lips. Trav, put your lips to the mic. talk on the mic. Why he got to use my mic, though? Put your lips on the mic, Trav. I ain't scared to put my lips on the mic. Hey. All right, so Trav. Here, baby. Happy holidays. Appreciate it. <laughs> and Trav, he got us all presents. That's right. Where's um? He got us all presents for Christmas. I got Christmas. one right here. Look at this, it's so Somebody took my present. Trav, give me a present. Nah, I got you. I don't know where it went. Thank, oh. you, thank you for the reindeer, Trav. Yay. Oh, thank you, Trav. How nice. Trav is actually going to be on lip service, so he's here today to get ready for that. Oh, all right. Well, somebody put Trav a, is a star. Somebody put a mistletoe up. Let's, right. see, let's see who gets caught under the mistletoe with Travis. That'll be stupid. interesting. I thought you were actually on your knees <laughs> while fixing your damn corns. I seen you on TV yesterday. You have a lot of corn problems, I bro. got two corns. I got one oh on these baby toes. But you know what? I got so many podiatrists hitting me up. I'm sure. I was on Good Morning America yesterday, and uh, I, I was showing my corns. And I Is can... it Good Morning America? Because it was at 1 o'clock. Yeah, it's, good. it's called Good Morning America Daytime or something like oh, that. Okay. It's with Michael Scrahan and uh, Sarah. And, um... Yeah, but that's my Christmas present to myself this year, getting oh my, my corn goodness. removed off my baby toes. I'd have paid for it, man. Your your feet, oh, my goodness, are horrible. <laughs> they not that. No, they not. Yes, first they of all, are. First of all, I had got me a pedicure the day before, a milk and honey spa pedicure. That's number one. My feet are immaculate other than the corns on my baby Trav, toes. Trav, you want to look at his feet right now? Pull your feet out for Trav to see right now. Trav, come on now. Yeah, okay. yeah Trav no, is no, very like, honest, so. Like these not nice feet now. Look at the feet. Look oh. at the feet, though. Now don't uh, worry about the corn. Look at the corn on the side. The corn is nasty. <laughs> what, what, but don't act like the feet ain't dead, old Trav. Come on now. The, the, the feet is 
Except for that second toe, it's a little longer than others. But his, his, feet, his feet is good. <laughs> the smell is overwhelming. I can do my mama's feet all the time. I can get that off for you, bro. Whoa! Your own feet? I just do my mama's feet. I can get that off for you. Okay. He said he used to do his mama's he feet to a podiatrist. I'm going to let an expert do it. I'm sorry. All right, Chad. well, if Chad says he could get it off for you, you should let him. Wow. Trav definitely said he could get it off for you. Wow, Trav. All right, well. You just want to flirt with a married man like that? Trav? Robert Townsend will be joining us this morning. Yes. The legend, a whole legend. Tell people who Robert Townsend is, guys. Robert Townsend has uh, directed such movies as Five Heartbeats. And, and starred in it also as Duck. Duck? What was Duck? That was his character in the Five Heartbeats. Oh, yes, you're right. Uh, Meteor Man, Hollywood Shuffle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed uh, Eddie Murphy's Raw, I think it was. Baps. Baps, yeah. Robert Townsend's been around. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out if I'm really black. Maybe I am a uh, Latino man. Yeah, maybe Far. you should go see like a Tyler Perry movie. I ain't see none of those movies. Robert Townsend I ain't see. Movie. Yeah, I ain't and see. And the Five Heartbeats is one of my favorite movies of all time. And he has this documentary about the making of the Five Heartbeats, which is a big deal. I never seen a Tyler Perry movie. I never seen none of the movies you named, except Raw, of course. You but- never seen any Robert Townsend films? I seen a, like a part of Media uh, Man and like a part of the Five Heartbeats. It's a shame. It's a shame. <laughs> bet you seen. Oh, bet you seen La Bamba. I did see La 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 Bamba. It's Para by La 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 Bamba. Oh, maybe I ain't see but that you either. you seen Selena. I ain't you know what I'm saying? You're all in tune with your Latino roots. I ain't see Selena. But when it comes to your blackness, you act like you ain't ever seen nothing. I know Menudo. You know Menudo? Nope. But, all right. And before we start the show, I want to shout out everybody who came out to Wealth Wednesday yesterday. It was a really great one. We're getting ready for the holidays. People are overspending. People are concerned about debt. So shout out to uh, our guy Sean from Financially Clean. He does a free weekly course on how you can actually get out of debt and get financially clean. He used to work on Wall Street, so now he does this for free for the community. And Dion, who was there as well. Yeah, I already overspent for the holidays. I already passed that one. I don't even look. Damn it, man. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, we are going to be talking about the deadliest drug in America. What do you think that drug is? All Social right. media. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, in Thursday Night Football, tonight the Chargers take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, what else are we talking about, Yee? Well, Donald Trump's former lawyer has been sentenced to three years in prison after he said that he felt it was his duty to cover up Donald Trump's dirty deeds. That's why he did what he did and lied. This is all about a hush money scandal. And he actually uh, admitted that they got some money to pay off two women, a former adult film. Well, she's a current adult film star and a former Playboy model before the election in 2016. Only thing is the prison they're recommending that he goes to is what uh, they are saying is one of the 10 cushiest prisons in America. Well, it's a federal prison. Most federal prisons are kind of cushy, especially guys like that. They're not going to send a guy like that to wherever they got Takashi 6ix9ine at. Now, everybody was posting this tweet that Michael Cohen directed toward Hillary Clinton he, uh, back in 2015. When you go to prison for defrauding America and perjury, your room and board will be free. Ironically enough, now that's him. Yeah, this is, is going to be very interesting to watch. This is going to be better than any reality show, any show you've ever seen about uh, the White House, whether it's Scandal, House of Cards. This is going to be better than all of that because it's going to be so many layers peeled back and so many people that's going to be getting sent to jail all until they get to their final destination. 
which is our celebrity in chief. He's not going Donald okay. Trump. Okay, you can sit there. And speaking of jail, the governor of Tennessee, Bill Haslam, is considering actually clemency for Centoya Brown. We've been talking about her. She was a sex trafficking victim. She was sentenced to life in prison back when she was 16 years old. She killed a 43-year-old man, she says, who solicited her for sex. She thought that he was reaching for a gun after she resisted his advances, and that's when she took a gun out of her own purse and shot and killed him. So now they are saying that he may possibly uh, review her case and, and grant some clemency. What would be the clemency, though? Are they going to let her go? Yeah, uh, are they going to cut her sentence? Uh, well, pardon and clemency are two different things, right? Yeah. Because pardon means that they they dropping your charges and letting you free. Clemency totally free, means right? that they just some leniency, so she might not, not have to wait until... She's 51. Well, they're still reviewing the case, so they haven't said exactly what it will be. So once they review it, then they'll let us know if there'll be any clemency at all. Mm. All right. All right. And fentanyl, by the way, is the deadliest drug in America, uh, which is an opioid. Last year it was heroin, so this year it was uh, fentanyl. They're saying those fentanyl. numbers have... What the hell yes, is fentanyl? Yeah, what is that? Opioid. Mm. So, you know, there's, you know, said, mm, like, you know uh, people always say we have an opioid crisis here. Yes. Mm-hmm. And fentanyl is now, seriously, we do have a crisis. Is it a pill, a drink? Or? I think it's a pill, ain't it? Uh, listen, I've never used it, so I don't know how the different ways, but yeah. One of y'all fentanyl addicts call up here and tell me what that high be about. You know what I'm saying? Tell me how you ingest that fentanyl. I just want to know. I don't want to do it. I just want to know. What uh, is it? You wanna, mm-hmm. don't want to overdose over that. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, a bad morning, or maybe you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Or maybe the person that always calls and gets through the back door actually came through the front door and is actually here. What up, Trav? What's going on, bro? Trav's Trav. in the building. So Trav, Trav can't call if in. you talk again without putting your lips on the mic, I'm going to question your sexuality. Let me just get over here to your mic. There you go. Oh, there you go. Get on my mic, Trav. <laughs> I definitely got to get it off my chest. He could use his own, out. but he's going to use Charlemagne. There you go. I'm going to use Charlemagne. All right. I'm definitely going to use Charlemagne. Anything else? <laughs> you ain't going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get it off your chest. It's next. is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? We got Trav in the building. I don't know why I said hello, who's this? I know he's over there. <laughs> Trav, what's up, Trav? What's up, man? What you want to get off your chest Listen, today? Listen, I got, I got two things to get off my chest, man. Okay. So I know I know, I agree with Kevin Hart, right? And I'm, I'm not going to kill him, but I just want to say I have been searching and searching for the many a times that he has addressed this whole... And apologized. Apology. <laughs> he said he's addressed this many a times, many a times. So me and my cousin was laughing because we was like, we kind of searched for it, and um, yeah, we can't find not one. You didn't see the he video did. with you didn't see the interview with Ed Gordon. No, so, so, so there is one out there. Yeah, he, and I think there was also a. I think okay. there was an interview with Rolling Stone or something too. Yeah, I was trying to find it. and I couldn't find it. It's right here, Trav. He Ed Gordon posted it himself. Oh, right so there. I, now I got to go back and watch it. Yes, so three, three Trav's days job ago. is not to do what we do. <laughs> and this was 2014 when he when he addressed it. Okay. Yes. So I, I ain't kill him. But, but you're saying it's not many a time. Like, yeah. No, we just saying I couldn't find. I was looking for it. Right. And then um. Also, it's the second thing. My brother, you know, he's locked up, you know, for um, 30 years. Well, he's doing 25 now. Really? He did five. For what? No. It's free, usually murder. He, he, he didn't do nothing, man. Free, 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 my bro, what free did they charge him with? They got, he got charged with, um... Yeah, yeah, yeah murder. He, he, had a, he had a bunch of charges, man. Oh, okay. So I, yeah, I, like, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> but, um, just as far as... He, he really wants me to come over here and be an advocate for him because he really wants some big girls to write him. Like, that was his exact words. I want some big girls to write him. He wants some big girls to write him. Is he cute? He looked like he was my twin. 
Oh, okay. That's <laughs> so so he's on the inside and he wants girls to write him and you're probably telling him, well, send some of them diesel ass dudes in there <laughs> to write me. I tell him all the time when one of your homies get out, man, send him to Philly. Oh, my God. Come on, man. Well, Travis here, guys. He usually calls him, but he's actually here this morning. Make sure you follow him at AKA underscore twin. I thought you didn't want followers. No, Travis. follow me at underscore you thought. That's what you can do. Oh. No. <laughs> AKA underscore twin. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hey, who's this? This is Ian from Lynn Mass. Ian, get it off your chest, bro. I like to say how much I'm blessed, man. Good morning, everybody. You know, uh, uh, a few years ago, I got in trouble. I got arrested in, in, in uh, New Hampshire. And, uh, you know, it took it took me getting in trouble, man, to really get my life straight. Now I got a good job. I got a 401k yes. set up. And now I'm able to take care of my baby. That's what it is, bro. And and by the way, that's usually how it happens. You, you get into some trouble mm-hmm. and you make a mistake, you learn from it. That's what life is about. Hello, who's this? Shateria Jones. Shateria, what's up, mama? Get it off your chest. Okay, this is for the relatives that have been missing the picture, the family picture for years. Uh-uh. And they just come out of nowhere and just <laughs> try to give you advice on life and how to raise your kids when reality, you don't have your kids and you've been through hell and high water through the prison system, Mm-mm. through um, running away from home and everything. So how can you really give someone life advice on how they should live their life and raise their kids? Okay. So, personally, what ha- what happened with you? It's this one particular family member that always try to give me advice about my kids. I'm 25 years old. I have three kids. Mm-hmm. I've been a mother since I was 14 years old. So, I know what I'm doing. Okay. Well, what's her, well, tell me her yes. resume. Does she have kids? Yes. How many? One. How old is she? 30. All right. So, she got five more five more years of experience than you. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. 30, 25. She had her kids since 14. Oh, they took her. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, tell us shut. Well, tell us shut the f up forever, then. Exactly. All right, Mama. Happy holidays. Have a good day. Same to you, Angelique. All right, babe. Jeez. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello? Hello. Hey, that was your baby in the back? Um, my baby threw the tablet at my stepdaughter, so she's great. Take the tablet from that baby. Why did the Why did the baby have the tablet oh, this no, early in the morning? Sure. Sure. Oh my god! I don't care. Why you got that tablet in that baby face so, so early? So she can in listen the to the Breakfast Club. That's what you tell him. Hey, listen to it on the tablet. You got the tablet in her hand and the radio on, Envy. Mm. I thought the you baby can listen had the to tablet. the app. Oh, well, he listened to the tablet so he could be quiet while we were to the oh, See, that's Lord. what I said. Right. That's right. Okay, and then when them little kids be addicted to them things, they whole life, you wonder why. Well, she don't want her baby saying ass and rock the mic and all well, the other crazy stuff listen he said. to I us. I don't want him talking about playing in nobody's butthole. Well, find another radio show to listen to. No, you fine oh. right where you at. What's well, up, Well, now, you get it off your chest. This is about you. So, first of all, I'm blessed. Second, I was calling because of the front page news. Mm-hmm. I wanted to tell you that heroin and fentanyl are actually very similar. And for a long time, drug dealers were cutting heroin. I'm on the phone. There's a lot of activity going that? on in your house. Her drug dealing boyfriend. <laughs> Who is that? that? That's why she what knows so much on? about Jeez. fentanyl and heroin. <laughs> 
So drug dealers cut heroin with fentanyl. So you use fentanyl the same way that you use heroin. You just get high quicker and you die quicker. Got you. Okay. So you okay? basically stay away from both of those. Are you okay though? Yes. So I'm okay. Yes. For a long time. Well, I am what you call a harm reductionist. So I believe that people are going to do what they want when they want to. And like my job is to just help you do that as safely as possible. So I worked in a needle exchange where I would give out like clean needles, make sure people got tested for like HIV, hep C, make sure they were doing whatever they were doing and they were doing it safe. I got questions. I I got questions about that. Like what what do you, what, what do they think the benefits of that is? Do they think that these people are beyond rehab, beyond any help? No, so we try to get them rehab, we try to get them help, but like, if you don't want to get help, then you're not going to get help. And if right. you don't want to get help, that's fine, we just don't want you to die. Right. Okay. The six people a day die in Massachusetts because of the opioid um, epidemic, yeah. and like, we just want to reduce those numbers. All right. All right. Well, letting them, do drugs, work. letting them do drugs when they want reduces the, the mm-hmm. amounts of death. She's saying they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, I don't let them do drugs. I just give them things that help them do it, like, healthier. So you don't kill yourself. There's a healthy way to do heroin? So you don't use dirty I needles mean, and things like that? Yeah, people that know, are... People will go pick up needles out the street, and, like, we don't want them to do any of that. And some people, they, they say they use like, antennas from cars. They break off antennas from cars to use it. So basically, so basically you're prolonging their death, because they're going to die eventually anyway. Maybe. Or hopefully get help at some point when they're ready. Or they get rehab, yep. But... The point that you make, Charlemagne, because of that reason, so many of my clients were dying. Um, even like one of my coworkers died, and that was like devastating. So actually, I decided I wanted to work with my clients before they became my clients, and I am now a middle school teacher trying to help kids not go down that path. Got okay. you. Yes. All right, that's important yes. work. We appreciate you. Well, thank you, Mama. Thank you. Have and a good morning. All right. You too. Tell that baby we said what's up back there. Major, say hi. He's too focused on that damn tablet. He's saying hi. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Hey, Major. Have a good day in school. He said hi and bye. No, he didn't. There you go. How old is he? He is 20 months. Okay. All right. Almost two. All right. Thank you, Mama. Thank you. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us at any time. Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, find out what really popular talk show host is considering maybe bringing things to an end. Okay. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Song of the year right here. Drop one of Clues Bombs for Lil Duval. Smile, bitch. All right, this is the song of the year. That could be in a conversation. It ain't even, it's not even a, it's not even a debate. Come on, man. What, Sickle what? mode. Nah, well, this, Sickle Mode Sickle is a great mode. record, but this is a mantra. You understand what I'm saying? It's a difference. Like J-Rock Redemption, I mean J-Rock Win Win Win, that's a mantra. Lil Duval Smile Bitch is a mantra. It's a difference between a good song and a mantra. Something that you can put on your Facebook page. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but if you don't have a Facebook page. Well, you put it on your Instagram, you put it on your Twitter. All right. Anyway, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Ellen DeGeneres. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Ellen DeGeneres is figuring out what is going to be her next step in 2020. That's when her contract comes to an end. Uh, According to sources, uh, she's just not sure what she wants to do. She's won 57 daytime Emmys since the show debuted back in 2003. And so, who knows what's going to happen. And she is 60-plus years old, so she could be mulling retirement for real, you know, because she does a lot of executive producing behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But... You know, when you start talking that, I don't know if I'm going to be here talking that contract up. That's when they back up that Brinks truck. They give you more money. Ellen DeGeneres, as a matter of fact, Ellen DeGeneres don't need a truck. She need a, a planet. 
Well, she's getting advice from her brother and from her wife. Um, And so her brother is saying she can't stop. Her wife is saying she has other things she could tackle. So she's just kind of torn right now. Write write her a check for a billion. That that, that should be back. Yeah, that should do it. Billion. All right, congratulations to Tori Bricks and Rich the Kid. Apparently, they are expecting a baby together. Okay. They posted on social media. He told her not to hide her baby bump. And, um, yeah, this will be his third child as well. So. Did he get a divorce yet, or is he still? Um, we don't know. Oh. He, has, he was married. Don't know if he's still married. Don't know if they're in the process of getting their divorce. But Well, congrats to them. I'll drop on the clues bombs for Rich the Kid. I can see why he didn't shoot Tory Bricks Club up. Drop on the clues bombs for Tory Bricks. That's the homie. South Carolina. All right, now Steph Curry is addressing these comments that he made about whether or not somebody really landed on the moon. If you guys remember, he was on the Ringer podcast winging it and said this. We ever been to the moon? Nope. Nope. They gonna come get us. I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to start the conspiracy. been on the moon. You don't think so? Mm-mm. All right, well, apparently now he's saying that he was obviously just joking, but NASA has already invited him to come and I guess they want to show him some things to prove that really they did land on the moon. And so he said he is going to take them up on their offer to check out their lunar lab and better educate himself. So. Well, the only reason people don't believe somebody landed on the moon because if you look at the quality of the moon landing video now, it's trash. They need a new moon landing in HD. You know what I'm saying? Somebody got to put it up on the gram. Like, they got to show us landing on the moon in real time. It don't like It's just like looking at an old TV show. Old TV shows look trash. And you're like, damn, I can't believe I used to watch this. When you watch this old landing, you're like, I don't believe they really landed on the moon. It looks trash. Now, shout out to our girl, Angie Martinez. She is doing this Kind AF Challenge, as F. Kind AF Challenge, that's the hashtag. Mm -hmm. And this holiday season, they'll be doing random acts of kindness. And basically, the rules are be kind AF to someone. Request act of kindness recipient to pay it forward. Post on social and challenge other friends to use it. You got to use the kind AF challenge hashtag. And then it's just congratulations. You just made the world a tiny bit better. Now, if you remember, she had a man on her on her show who had given his shoes to somebody that was on the train, Mm -hmm. and he's actually helping pay it for it as well. Drop on the clues, Bob. Pleasure. Yeah. How you doing? Hi. Nice to meet you. So our friend, you ever seen a video on the subway? The guy who gave his sneakers to the homeless man in the subway. He's with us. He inspired us. Then we do something, and then hopefully other people then will go to the set. That's the goal. So free manicures and pedicures on us. Yes. They gave everybody free manicures and pedicures. It's way easier to be kind to the strangers, though. Because, like, you know, it's hard to be kind to people you know because you might be reciprocating the same energy that they're giving you. You know what I mean? They might be giving you some foul energy, so you're giving it back to them. So it's easy. It's kind of kind. It's easy to be kind to the strangers. Oh, I'm kind to my friends all the time. I try to always go above and beyond for them. Well, she challenged me, so I'm going to be challenging you guys later on today. Challenge yeah, to and you know what? what? I told you I try to do five nice things uh, for people every single day, but I never post them. So that's going to be weird for me, but I'm going to do it too. Challenge me to do uh, something nice for some, somebody. So I'm going to go on. Oh, so you got to post it? Yeah, she wants you to post it, so it's a hashtag, so you can do it. So So that people pay it forward. It's a challenge. I I won't be participating in it. Well, I'm going to challenge you today. I'm not posting. Well, good luck with that. All right, now Issa Rae has signed um, a multi-picture production deal with Columbia Pictures, and under that agreement, they're going to work with and back projects from emerging diverse screenwriters, so congratulations to her for actually signing that deal, and it's going to actually, that's a a nice challenge right there. She'll be paying it for it as well for all these uh, diverse screenwriters that could potentially blow up as well. Drop on the clues bombs for Issa Rae, Dan. She deserves it all. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. We got front page news coming up. 
Uh, yes, we are going to be talking about the governor of Tennessee who is considering clemency for Centoya Brown. She was 16 years old when she shot and killed someone who was trying to solicit her for sex, a 43-year-old man, and she was sentenced to 51 years in prison. All right, and also Robert Townsend will be joining us next a hour. A whole legend named Robert Townsend, okay? Ask your uncle, ask your aunt, ask your grandma, ask your granddaddy, your mama, your daddy about Robert Townsend. Just don't ask DJ Envy. You've seen mm. The Five Heartbeats. I ain't seen it. And he's doing a documentary of The Five Heartbeats. And I just found out the Five Heartbeats wasn't a real group this I year. I thought it was a real group, too. I did, too, until this year, literally this year, when oh I went goodness. to go Google and see what was up with Eddie Kane. <laughs> and I was like, what? They weren't real? Goodness gracious. All right. Well, we'll kick it with, with him next hour. And also, front page news is next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Travin here asking me for drinks. I'm not. No, I'm not. Travis here. He <laughs> snuck in the back door and he is here this morning. He's actually up here this morning. I'm actually very excited that Travis is here. We're doing lip service later. I yes. can't wait. It's going to be. As a me and Travis are going to have drinks this morning. It's going to be. Oh, let's take a shot right now. Okay. Boom. After I do front page news, Trav, I got, got you. Where I'm working, okay? <laughs> I know you're off from work today, but I still have to work. All right. Well, let's get in some front page news. <laughs> All right. Oh, you got scores. No, no scores. Just Thursday night football. The Chargers take on the Chiefs. All right, and Delta is going to be banning puppies and kittens from all of their flights. What's going on with Delta now? All right, now, here's the situation. They're going to ban service and emotional support animals under four months of age from all their flights starting December 18th. So I'm just telling you this because I know a lot of people are traveling. Also, if your flight is over eight hours long, they will not allow you to bring emotional support animals on those longer flights at all, period. And that's uh, partly to address animals that relieve themselves on the airplane. So, so wait a minute. They're going to ban animals, support animals, emotionally support? You can't if do that. If your flight's eight hours or longer. Oh, oh, oh okay. How, right. do you, on those how do you check a dog's ID, though? How do you know if the dog's four months old or not? Like, how, like the dogs have ID? How do you know? Do you have to bring paperwork on the plane? I never bought a, a pet on the plane. Okay. No, yeah. you just need that vest. The vest that says, you know, and, a, and a note from a doctor. I'm talking about their age, though. How do you know how old the dog is? If they're saying they're banning dogs, how many, how many months? Four months? Any, if, under four months. All I got to do is say five months. Yeah, you can. Exactly. How same do you thing, know? Same thing if you want to, you know, fly with a child on a plane. As long as the child's under two years old, it's free. They don't ask, you know. they don't. They, you can't show paperwork and say how old is this child. You just say, it could be a five-year-old. Just Kids say the child's are a little two. different. Yeah, right. You can eyeball a kid and be like, all right, that He's kid is 12. such and such age. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing that for a minute until somebody pulled me up. I was like, I heard you on the radio. You said your son was three. I was like, all right, you got me. I'll pay mm. for this ticket. No, you shouldn't have been talking so much on the damn radio. Right. All right. Apple is going to be spending $1 billion for a new campus in Austin. They're going to create 20,000 jobs over the next five years um, building that campus as well. So They got it. Yeah, they definitely have mm -hmm. that money. They also plan to build new offices in Seattle, San Diego, and Culver City over the next three years. And each of those offices will have more than 1,000 employees. All right, in Tennessee, the governor, Bill Haslam, said he's considering clemency uh, for Centoya Brown. We've been talking a lot about her. She's a sex trafficking victim. She was sentenced to life in prison. She killed a 43-year-old man who solicited her for sex, but she was only 16 years old at the time. Now, her side of the story is that she thought he was reaching for a gun after she turned down his request for sex, and that's when she reached in her bag, pulled out a gun, and killed him first. So it was self-defense, according to her. Mm. 
but she has been sentenced and said that she has to serve 51 years in prison before she is eligible for release. So right now they're going to review her case and consider whether or not they'll grant her clemency. Yeah, that young lady definitely deserves uh, leniency on her sentence. She's a really young lady who never stood a chance. She was mm-hmm. born with fetal alcohol sy- syndrome, didn't have parents, forced into, you know, sex the trafficking. trafficking like, yeah. like, come on, man. Very sad. And Michael Cohen, who is Donald Trump's former lawyer, has to spend 36 months in prison. He will be going to one of the cushiest prisons in America. The prison that they feel that he's going to go to is was named by Forbes as America's top 10 cushiest prisons. So he had uh, tweeted back in 2015 to Hillary Clinton, at Hillary Clinton, when you go to prison for defrauding America and perjury, your room and board will be free. Well, now he has free room and board. Well, congratulations, Michael Cohen. I'm, I think he's the first first in a long line of uh, people in the Trump administration that'll be getting incarcerated. Yeah, he said he was trying to protect Donald Trump when they had gotten that hush money uh, and given that hush money to two women who had sexual relationships, allegedly, with Donald Trump. Mm. All right. Well, that's front page news. Now, when we come back, the OG Robert Townsend will Robert be joining Townsend us. Robert Townsend is a whole legend. If you don't know who Robert Townsend is, you probably know some of his work. Uh, you know, uh, the, to me, the crown jewel is Five Heartbeats. Which Media I, Man, Media Baps. Man, Baps, uh, Hollywood Shuffle. He directed Eddie Murphy's Raw. To me, he's just a, a creative genius. And I just found out this year that the Five Heartbeats wasn't a real group. All right. And I know I'm not alone. We'll talk to him next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The oh, legendary, man, the legend, the legend not just a special guest. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, thank you. Sir. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're talking about uh, Black Hollywood. You are one of the architects of Black Hollywood. I would say. Well, uh, well, thank you. You know, I mean, I, I've been in the game a minute, and yeah. I think you know. Uh, kind of started it, jump-started it. You know, Hollywood Shuffle was one of the first films. She's Gotta Have It came out in New York, and Keenan and I did Hollywood Shuffle in, in L.A. Mm-hmm. Was, was it easy or difficult for you to get films made as a black man in, in, in that era? Very difficult. Uh, we only did one black movie a year, so when I did Hollywood Shuffle, you know, it was kind of groundbreaking because now you got everybody that's writing, directing, producing, and picking up a camera. Mm-hmm. Back then, everybody was kind of a little scared. You know, Hollywood Shuffle was basically about a guy taking shucking and jiving roles that showed black people in a negative light, right? Like reinforcing the negative stereotypes of black people. Yeah, well, I mean, back then, uh, uh, the only parts that we were auditioning for were like slaves, runaway slaves. You got pimps, you got hustlers, the illiterate basketball players. So it was always those stereotypical roles. And so Keenan and I were thinking about like. Well, how do we flip the script? How do we do a story about these images and kind of give our real truth? How did why why did Hollywood allow that at that time? Like, why did they let y'all make that movie? Because it's kind of like making fun of them in a way. Uh, you know, it it wasn't Hollywood didn't allow us. Mm-hmm. You know, we just you know we were being renegades. I mean, uh, the whole legend behind Hollywood Shuffle was that you know I financed the film with my own personal money and then credit cards. Did you? Yes, I really okay. did. So, how much did it cost so, back then? Uh, it was about a hundred thousand dollars to do the movie, and then we eventually did close to eight million. Wow! So you know, so that's how the legend of you know Townsend started. I like this because people don't hear these stories. You know what I'm saying? They don't hear that you had to finance the movie yourself. You know, instead of beating down these white men, people's doors, begging them to do something. Well, you know, I mean, you know, when I look at the images, you know, back then. They were trying to keep us in a box. Mm-hmm. And the more you see, you know, the, the ignorant brother on TV or some stupid stuff, mm-hmm. then, you know, you keep you dumb everybody down and everybody keeps, you know, dumbing down. And I think with Hollywood Shuffle, we kind of shook the game up a little bit. And I think a lot of filmmakers were born because they go, if, if Townsend could do it and Keenan can do it, 
I can make my own movies. Well, how did people watch Hollywood Shuffle but still end up shucking and jiving and dumbing themselves down, especially black people? Uh, you, you know, people want to work. So, you know, part of the thing in Hollywood Shuffle was that, you know, you know, I, I, you know we wrote the line, there's always work at the post office. Because mm-hmm. some people feel like, you know, if they could be on TV, you know, they don't care whatever part they're going to play, they just want to do the part instead mm-hmm. of, like, really thinking about it and going, like, I, you know, like my mentor is Sidney Portier. That was the first cat I ever met when I got to Hollywood. I just wanted to meet him, and he had dignity back in the 50s. And he just, you know, he, he, he broke it down for me. He says, man, it's the power to say no. And, and that's my mantra to this day. What do you think about some of these comedians and actors that play those type of roles, and they play them roles over and over and over again? You know, you know the funny thing is that, you know, people got to work. Every man's got to live with his own conscience. And every woman's got to live with it, her own conscience. And so if you're cool with it, that's, that's, that's for you. But, you know, the thing for me is that everything I've ever created, I'm really proud of. The fact that people watch it to this day, you know, different things. And so I, I think that's a testament to the work. Now let's discuss what we're here for because this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Thank you. The Five Heartbeats. You have the documentary about the making of it. And I saw that you put on Twitter that Denzel and Whitney Houston were originally casted. You know what? Uh, I had I wanted to cast Whitney Houston mm-hmm. in the part of Baby Doll. Mm-hmm. And so I came to New York City to meet with her, her and her father, and we were this close to having her in the film, and then her agent said the part was too small. And so you see in a documentary where I talk about how Whitney called me and she says, I made a mistake. I should have been in the five heartbeats. Mm-hmm. Baby Doll did a great job, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Troy, Troy was amazing in the mm-hmm. film. And but you know she was going to be in it. Crazy. Denzel was going to be my first choice to be Eddie King Jr. But then when Michael came in and I met with Michael, I was like, "This is the dude to play Eddie King." I didn't realize the Five Heartbeats wasn't a real group until this year. What? You know what? I saw. No, I saw you tweeted that, (laughs) and everybody went crazy. They were like, you know, I thought y'all was real. Like sometimes I go to the airport and people stop me and go like, "When you guys gonna be touring again, man? (laughs) When y'all dropping an album, Rob? When y'all dropping an album, Duck?" You know, and I go like, no, no, I'm a filmmaker, you know, but people think we are a real group, but... Those songs are like real songs that are, you know, pl- could play like for real on the radio. Well, you know... Oh, you know the real... Okay. No, Keenan and I are working on a Broadway show right now. No. We're working on a Broadway show. We got a top Broadway producer. I can't mention his name right now. And he's going to work with us. And we also have a... Grammy winning blah 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 with all these Ooh. album of the years that's gonna write new music. Go ahead, John Legend. So, you know, I ain't say John Legend. I didn't say who it is. That's good timing because you see Motown the musical was there, and then mm-hmm. the Temptations have their musical as well. Um, who else? Cher has a musical out right now. That's gonna be awesome. To thank you, thank you. So we're in the trenches now. You know, we've been. You know, we wrote a. You know, there's a song uh, that when Eddie leaves the group, when he you know gets all skinny and he goes gang. There is a song that will you know, will break your heart. All those groups are real. See, this is what messed me up about the five heartbeats. I'm watching it because, mm-hmm. you know, it repeats all the time. Yes. So something decided to make me pull out my laptop and say, let me Google and see what Eddie Kane and them doing now. Eddie Kane. And I'm serious. <laughs> and it was like five heartbeats, fictional group. And I'm like, this can't be real. Yeah, I'm I'm like, real soundtrack, I didn't know it was like fictional until you just said it. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, 
Get out of here. Get out of here. And then I was reading about it. It was based off all these other different groups. I saw you tweeted about that, and then I saw all of these different people comment like, they're not real, they're not real. What do you mean they're not real? Oh, my God, the five I was dead serious. I wasn't even, people were like, oh, you trolling. I was like, I had no idea the five was had to Google. Because I always knew it wasn't real. No, when I went to, me and Michael went to David Ruffin's funeral. It's in the documentary. You'll see I went to the funeral. And when we went to the funeral, they had sections for the different groups, like the Four Tops over here, the Temps over there, the Miracles over here. And the usher said, you know, like, we saved seats for the heartbeats because we knew y'all was coming. <laughs> and it was like, and I was like, dude, we're That's not real. Hilarious. And they had us sit next to the, you know, so it was like, but like, like a real group. So what was the inspiration for that film? Just... <laughs> it, it, okay, so here's the, here's the, 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 here's the truth. When I was a kid, uh, growing up in the west side of Chicago, and... I hear Herb Kent, the cool gen on WVON in Chicago. He says, the temptations are breaking up. David Ruffin is leaving the group. Mm. And when I heard that, I was like, that's the greatest group of all time. Why y'all breaking up hit after hit? And in my brain, it was like, I want to know what happened. They sing all these beautiful love songs. Do they really have love in their lives? And then that became the catalyst to when I became an adult after Hollywood Shuffle. I said to Keenan, I want to do a story about what happened to a group like that. And so uh, that's how it all started. Mm-hmm. So why wow. are you doing a doc about it? The journey behind the movie, you will not believe. The, the, the documentary is like a movie unto itself. I saw close to 10,000 actors to find the four actors to be in the movie. Wow. Wow. I had open calls in New York, open calls in L.A., open calls in Chicago. In Chicago, you see online this young cat in a group, you know, uh, auditioning. And I, there was something about him. I go like, this dude got something. Wait a minute, this dude really has something. And then I talked to him, and I had like thousands of people online. The guy online was R. Kelly. Get out of the here. Audition so, for the five heartbeats? Audition R. for the Kelly five heartbeats. Wow, wow. And we have the video. So when you see the documentary, you oh see all the people. You see a young Don Cheadle. You see Niecy Nash. Wow. Uh, it's all these people. You got all this footage? You, wait until you see the documentary. Well, God saved you this. because they'd have been pulling five heartbeats off all them repeats of <laughs> R. Kelly. <laughs> 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 why, why, didn't, why didn't R. Kelly make it? Uh, you know what? It, because at that point, I had uh, I had uh, Choir Boy, I had JT, and I just didn't know what part he was going to play. All right, we got more with Robin Townsend. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We still have Robert Townsend in the building. Charlemagne? I was going to ask why you're doing a Five Heartbeats documentary, but I, I get it now. Uh, let me say this. Nobody wanted the movie. All the studios passed on the script. Wow. Really? Wow. So you see today, me and Keenan, we, we're, we're, we're writing the script. We hand it into the studio. We think we're going to get a green light, and they say no. So how did it eventually end up getting greenlit? Uh, after three years, I got new managers, and this is all in the documentary, mm-hmm. and then I got the green light. It had to be very difficult to explain black culture to white executives then, because it's it's difficult now so i can imagine back then well you know they let me say this that was the first time you had seen five black men bonding you know like mm-hmm. a family you know like they go through their fights and at the end of the day they have a picnic together and they come back together and their family mm-hmm. to explain that to hollywood you know was a trip because they were like well aren't they all in jail you know shouldn't they oh all be God. thieves oh shouldn't God. they all be and it was just all the stereotypical stuff and then I was like, no, no, we all, we come in different, you know. We're not monolithic. Yeah, we yeah. all are different types. And, and you know, so 
when the five Harveys came out, you know, the movie bombed at the box office. It did. I didn't it bombed. Know. I mean, you, you'll. You, that's why I said you. Yeah, when you, you see, see the documentary. Yeah. You got to see Some the documentary. Some of the most powerful scenes in there are when they're on that tour bus and they get pulled over by the cops and the co- or in the on the um in the car and the cops make them sing to prove that they're a music group and also you the cover of the album real. when it was they had white people on the cover of the album instead of what they really looked like just to show the time period that came from the dales you know when 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 uh you, you know in, in the doc you you discover that the dales are my technical advisors and there's a reason why and you got to see it but then the dales their first album cover was oh what a night you know like their big hit and on the cover is a white couple on michigan avenue looking so much in love and so when i asked him i said well why don't you guys get to be on your own cover? And then, like, they're in their 70s, and they their heads went down like this, and then they said the record company said if they saw our faces, white people wouldn't buy the album. Mm-mm-mm. And so they said, well, you, your face can't be on. He says, this will help you cross over. And then that's when he gets into the whole conversation about the crossover as a double cross. Is the Five Heartbeats your crown jewel for your films? Uh, You know what? I've done a lot of different movies, so I don't say that that's the crown jewel because... Meteor, Meteor Man represents another part of oh, we me. We'll talk about that. You know, uh, Baps is another part of me as a director. Holiday, Holiday Heart, Heart is another part. So all the different things I've created, you know, my body of work. You know, I think, I you know, I think a real artist shows their versatility. They just show you that they can touch any kind of genre. Oh, you mentioned Media Man before Black Panther and Luke Cage. There was Media Man. What gave you the idea idea to do a black superhero back then? And how did that do too? How did that do in the box office? It didn't do well either. <laughs> it didn't do. Let me let me say because back did do well for you. Bro. <laughs> nothing. No. No. You know. Let, let, let me let me say let me say this. Time's been say. kind to you. <laughs> Time's been good to you. Here, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, those films are considered classics yes. by a yes. lot of people. So when I did Meteor Man, my nephew at the time, Greg Jr., it was Halloween, and you know, he, I was like, "Are you gonna be? You know, what you gonna be for Halloween? Uh, Spider Man, Superman, mm-hmm. Batman?" He goes, I can't be them because they're white. Mm. And I was like, you know, he's a little wow. kid, you know, but he saw color. And I was like, I got to create a, a superhero for, you know, you know, mm. people of color and for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'll create my own rather than like, hey, I got to get a book or I got to get Marvel to give me one of the characters. I'll just create mine, you know, and I was ahead of the curve. You think Media Man was too jokey? Well, you know, you know, let me say this. Uh, um, there was a part of, you know, the thing that it's very serious, but it's also jokey. Mm-hmm. But... You know, there are people that go like, Meteor Man is my movie, and I'm just, you know, I'm a comedian, so I'm going to give you the funny rather than, like, be a dark superhero, Meteor Man, he comes. You know, I didn't want to do that. That's what like, it seemed like. It seemed like a spoof of a superhero movie. Well, it, it, it was, but it wasn't. You know, like, I think Blank Man was more of a spoof. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? But I think... <laughs> <laughs> but I say Meteor Man because at the end of the day, he really did have to fight. He was slapstick in a way, but at the end of the day, you know, the Golden Lords really tried to come after him, and, you know, it was what it was. What do you watch now? Uh, I'm still watching Dave Chappelle's show. You know, I'm old school, so it's like his stuff is really beautiful and funny to me. Uh, haven't seen any new movies that I'm like crazy, crazy about. But right now, in terms of television, there's shows that I got to catch up on. But I've just been writing, you know, working on the show, so I've been, you know, writing. Do so you sad... understand why Dave Chappelle walked away from the Chappelle Show? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a genius. I, I really. There, there's a few, you know, like Richard Pryor is a comedy god. Eddie Murphy's up there, and I think Dave Chappelle, you know, because hey, Rock, I throw Rock up there too. Yes, yes, yes. I throw rock in there too. You know, I mean, the the thing for me is that I I think that his brain, you know, because 
every laugh ain't the ain't a good laugh. Right. And he heard those other laughs where you know because he's out there on the in the zone. You know, he heard that other laugh where it's like, wait a minute, they kind of laughing from some racism here, yeah, not from laughing the, at me, not with me, not with me. And so I think I applaud him for you know for being that guy. Got you. I was gonna say, you know, you, you talked about Dave Chappelle and we talked about Living Color. You think we'll ever see comedy like that again on TV like that, sketch comedy like that? I think there, yeah, I, yeah. I think there'll there'll be a new group that will emerge that will have that kind of sensibility because that's real funny stuff and to me. Very politically and, they'll, correct. and they'll be snatched off after the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> after the first episode, they'll be taken off the air. I think for newer comedians, it's probably harder to because it's such a politically correct time. Like some of the ones that are already established, I feel like you can get away with more because you're already established, you've made it. But for people trying to make it they might be a little more cautious just because of the time. But, you, but you know, I really think it's the delivery of the joke. It's mm -hmm. the comedy. Like, Richard did it because he was like a kid. And Eddie made, I mean, Richard made a lot of fun of himself as yes. well. No, I mean, Richard, you know, I mean, I, Richard Pryor, he signed me to my first deal when I came to L.A. Hold on, let's talk about that then because, you know, it's all these talks about black gatekeepers in Hollywood and black gatekeepers let certain people in. Who let you in? Was it Richard? Richard Pryor was the first one to put me down, but the, the, the first... A uh, break I got was a movie called A Soldier's Story. And that was Norman Jewison directing it. And it was me. It was Denzel. It was David Allen Greer. It was Howard Rollins. It was a guy named Adolph Caesar. That was my first, like, break where I, I got to be in a movie that was nominated for Academy Awards. And uh, uh, and I got to be a regular person. And it was a quality movie. Wow. That was the first one. So you would credit that guy as your gatekeeper? Norman, yes. whatever? You know, like, let me let me say this. Sidney Poitier said this. A lot of times people see, like, uh, in the heat of the night, and he slaps the white dude, and, you know, it's like all this dignity and all this stuff. And he said something to me, and he said, there are men that don't look like us that care about making a difference. And, you know, you may say gatekeepers, but then there's good people in the world, too, that say, hey, this, this ain't right. So, you know, you need those champions. I yeah, call them yeah, champions. Yeah. Right. Well, that, Robert got to go. I know, man. Yeah, Damn, man. Go. I got so many questions, but, you know. Well, let's right. make sure we watch this documentary. By so right. it's it's playing at the, the Maisel up in Harlem. It's going to be playing there uh, until Thursday. The Maisel. It's the, the Maisel Documentary Center. It's at 129th and Lenox Avenue. 129th and Lenox. And then it'll be available in February on uh, DVD and streaming services. All right. Well, hey, man, thank you guys so much for having me you, on the show. I appreciate you. Appreciate it. I would love to. Thank you. Thank you. All right. It's Robert Townsend. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Good What's morning. Happening? Salute to Robert Townsend for pulling up on us this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. OG legend. Now we've been and on salute this. to Trav for pulling up on us this morning. Yeah, so Trav is here. Has made my day so much better. If you don't know who Trav is, he's one of our uh, very faithful listeners from Philadelphia. He's been calling into this show Every morning for how long, Travis? How many years now? Uh, I've been calling for about three years, which I probably started noticing when I started <laughs> calling about two years ago when I called in the Red Charlemagne about Steve Harvey still not getting donkey of the day three years later, two mm -hmm. years later. We're talking about Flint, Michigan. Drop on the clues bombs for Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> my guy, all right? My goodness. All right, this my man. Drop on the clues bombs for Flint, Michigan as well. And uh, we have been on this radio for eight years. Eight years. Eight long years. Yes, eight years. And we have been celebrating uh, every day since our eight-year anniversary by playing 
some of the best and the worst moments. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Of the Breakfast Club. A little now, bit of everything. This moment I totally forgot about. I still don't even. I don't remember. I'm oh, I listen, remember. I'm gonna listen to this to refresh my memory. Actually, who? Well, you you uh, used to call Jocelyn a man all the time on, well, listen, on air. Listen, listen, listen. And uh, listen. she came up here to confront you. Listen, there's, there, I hate I hate when everybody acts like I'm the only person who thinks something. When Jocelyn first came on the scene, mm-hmm. everybody and their mama thought she was somebody's dad. No, I knew she had a vagina. <laughs> I knew she That's was a not woman. True. Yeah, I definitely didn't think that. Come on. Come on, Trav. Since you probably the only honest person in the room. One thing I'm gonna say is um Cardi B is what Jocelyn wanted to be. Cardi B's. Okay. Yeah. Artist wise. Artist wise. Okay. Oh, we all knew she was a girl. She used think, to. She, 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 had, she had strong features. And exactly. I, I never thought she was a man, but she yeah. definitely had very she strong, had strong features. features. But nobody exactly. thought she was. She works exactly. out a lot. She's very, you know, toned. Exactly. She could have played in Juana Man Part 2. See oh, what I'm saying? my goodness. See what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. See? Trav. But you never thought she was a man. Never thought she was no, a man. No, I, I didn't think no, she was a man. No, no, man was about a man pretending to be a woman. <laughs> what are you talking about, Trav? Y'all just be talking to hear yourselves. Nobody thought she was a man. Okay. But you, you approached her, and, you, and let's hear it. Mr. Breakfast Club, good morning. We have two special guests hold in the on, building. Hold on, hold on. From Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, we have Stevie J and Jocelyn. Good morning, guys. What's up, Rihanna, man? Really, Charlotte? Who are you talking she, to? She called me an undercover brother. I was, she definitely <laughs> well, you Charlotte, undercover brother. you got to get on the mic, Charlotte. Oh. I have to call you. I have to with you because you know you be with me. Absolutely. And, I do. you know, it's all love. I ain't mad at you. I, I just want to see the vagina. I, if it's not a problem I, with you, Stevie J. We want to make sure today, for, 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 for fact, is she a woman? I don't know. Are you a man? <laughs> or are I'm you a, a woman? I'm a, I'm we need I'm, to see I'm your penis, Charlotte. Are you? I'm really... Charlie, man, are you a man or are you a woman? I'm you a, answer, you answer me that, cause I do hear that you get beat up around town. So let's. No, not. I did. I, they tried to jump in. He ran. He ran. I, they, they didn't get him. Though. I do he hear you get beat up around <laughs> no, town. No, you so beat up Stevie there. J. I didn't get don't beat up though. But they did. Because I do they, fight they, men. Yeah, they did try to jump me, but I ran. Like Stevie J. Can we do our interview, please? We are doing the interview. I want to know if she's a man or a woman. That's the interview. Sell. There yeah. we go. Because he got the wrong bitch. There we That's go. That's the interview. Yeah. There we go. All them little fake-ass Hollywood bitches you hang with all your homegirls, Lala and them, the little fake-ass bitches. I'm not no fake-ass bitch. You don't got to disrespect her like and that, And I would though. check your m- man. I'm not the bitch. I'm the wrong bitch. And there you know we go. Good I morning. got three, four d- for you. Power. And I can stick them where you want me to stick them. There we go. Ooh. Now, now that I would agree. Does she stick you in places? Three, I wish you had a wish, girls. Around. You know, I like, I and like she was sticking him in any hole you want. Solomon, I stick in his butt, I stick in his ear, his mouth, in his eye, anywhere he might me too. Like that. That's how I play like you. Whoa, no, that's how I play like you. Not with my Listen, I'm gonna run. I play like that. I'm in no shame in my game. I'm not. I'm not fighting. Good morning, I'm running. And I can honestly say, Jocelyn, you know, all jokes aside, you don't look like a woman, a man in person. Thank you. On TV, your face looks stronger than Dwight Howard's shoulders, but in person, it's not. <laughs> that, that was awkward, man. Stevie J should have snuffed me. You he know what I'm saying? He That's how I know Stevie J never really liked Jocelyn, bro. He definitely should have snuffed Ain't no way you're going to sit there and let a man talk to your woman like that. I'm, I'm glad we've grown no as a show, man, because... Oof. Yeah, but those days were fun. Drop on the clues bomb for that, that 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 old Breakfast Club. That was fun. You still? She said, you know, she still offered to put it in any hole you want. You want to take her up on that? Off? No, oh. I'm a married man, sir. <laughs> but if you wasn't, you, you never mind. What anyway, mean, my, my woman can put stuff in my holes. Well, okay. We've had this conversation before. What what did she put Envy, in? Envy, I know you ain't gonna talk because we got uh, a whole another week left of eight years of the best of the Breakfast Club, and we haven't even gotten to 2017, 18, when you and your little nine nine and a half inch dildo fiasco. We'll talk about that next week. Yes, let's talk we about will. You. let's let's talk about your butt now. 
What about it? Never mind. All right. When we come what back, we like got to know? nothing. When we come back, we got Rumi G. What we talk about? Yes. What is the most searched clothing line on the internet for this past year? What could it be? What uh, that's popular easy. designer will tell you in the rumors? All right. We'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. <laughs> what you laughing about, man? This funny-ass meme. Mm. All right. Well, Trav is here. What up, Trav? What's going on there, brother? Sorry, you got to turn his mic on if you want him it's to on, It's on, it's on, it's on. Shout-out to all my girls, my ladies, my big girl gang. Hey! <laughs> you're, not, you're not even a big girl. She's talking about some hey. All right, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk about the most searched clothing line. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, what clothing brand was the most searched clothing brand of 2018 selling out when Cardi B dropped her clothing exactly. line in just minutes? Of course, it was Fashion Nova. According to Google's 2018 year in search findings, Fashion Nova beat out designers like Louis Vuitton, Versace, all of that. So congratulations to them. And with Fashion Nova men's line hitting right now, it's going to be even Drop more crazy. Drop one of the clues bombs for Fashion Nova. Mm-hmm. Proof that niggas going to why you say it like that? <laughs> Why, what? They're not owned by black people. They not? No, oh, no, Duh. I don't think so. Not at all. Really? Negative. Yeah. Now, oh, man, that takes all the wind out of my sails. <laughs> I, was happy. I, thought, I thought they were a black-owned company. No. no. But they are getting a lot of people oh. paid, though. And, you know, shout-out to Fashion Nova. When we did our Change for Change, they actually donated a nice amount of money to us. It was like $25,000. And I was giving away Fashion Nova gift cards all day as well. Let me find out y'all making Melania Trump rich on the low and don't even it's know. It's not Melania Trump owns. Who owns goddamn way. Fashion Nova? Now I want to know. Who owns Fashion Nova? Just look at uh, pictures of Cardi B's posting him. Everything you can see who it is, but it's not Melania Trump. I had no idea. I thought they were a black-owned company. Mm-mm. All right, now LeBron, he did a post um, on Uninterrupted, and it's all about, remember when LeBron came back when he was playing on the Miami Heat and played back in Cleveland for the first time since they found out he was leaving after he made that big announcement? Mm-hmm. And imagine how awkward it was. They were burning his jerseys. Here's what he had to say about what that day was like coming back to Cleveland. Everybody was kind of waiting for that moment when the schedule came out and seeing I was making my return. And I mean, my mindset... Going into that game was like, I'm going to I'm, I'm tear their ass up. I will never forget that day, December 2nd, 2010. I'm about to head down to the bus, and on my floor, the, the elevator opens, and there's two guys that have uh, LBJ t-shirts on, two of them, and the elevator opens. And when they notice it's me, one of the guys say, oh, my, can, can I take a picture with you? And, and, and when it's closing, he say, I'm not even from Cleveland. All right, well. You know, you know the craziest thing? Um, when I travel a lot, I'm, I, when I see players staying in hotels, I'm really shocked that there's not more security. When I was in Charlotte recently, LeBron, the whole Lakers were there, and I was really shocked that they were just walking around the hotel with no problems, no security, nothing like that. It, it really well, shocked. Who, they shot who, at me. Who gonna run up on 12, 6 foot 10 people? Stick up kid. I doubt you know it. how hard it's gonna be to run out of the hotel, get exactly. in the elevator after yeah. all that happens? I, I, I highly, I highly yeah, doubt it. With security I, I, cameras I, everywhere. And you, think, uh, you, can shake, you think just because an NBA player has a multi-million dollar contract, they walking around with a million dollars in their pocket? Like, that would be a waste of And then of a lot of times in hotels, you have to use your key card to even get in the elevator and go upstairs. Yeah, all right. Guess you're right. And it ain't like you can just run up. You, if you my height, right? Five, six, five, seven. No, you can't, five, four. You can't just run up on a six, eleven person and snatch their chain. You know what I'm saying? You like hit you him got, in the kneecap. You, you gotta have a forty. <laughs> you gotta have a forty-inch vertical to snatch LeBron's chain. Kick him five, in the shins. Right. Hey, what are you talking about? Try right, to slide his wallet out. And <laughs> what kind of hotel are they staying in where that kind of element would just be floating around? 
That hotel, Envy. Well, everybody know where they stay when they're in town. That big you, bus. Be- oh, you right. were there. Were you walking around with security? Yes. Well. Liar. <laughs> All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Charlemagne! Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? I am giving donkey today uh, to some people who you hire security to protect you from. All right? These two rappers from Houston named uh, NFL Cartel and Maxo Cream. Maxo Cream? <laughs> they both need to come to Jeez. the front of the congregation because I don't know when you people are going to learn that the things you do online will get you jammed up offline. We'll talk about it for after the hour. All right, that happens next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Brought to you by Aquaman. On December 21st, join Aquaman on the epic journey to discover who he was born to be. The bridge between two worlds. Aquaman. In theaters everywhere December 21st. Home is calling. Rated PG-13. Charlemagne, say the gang. Dunk it of the day. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, <laughs> man, hit me with the heat. Uh, yeah, it's the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Ed Sheeran, uh, Donkey of the Day for Thursday, December 12th, goes to two Houston rappers, Max O'Cream and NFL Cartel Bo. Now, I personally never heard of these two brothers before this situation, and I'm disappointed that we have to meet like this, but here it is. Because of Maxwell Cream and NFL cartel, both 20 men are now facing gun charges because for whatever reason, people have not realized that what you do online can directly impact your life offline. Maxwell Cream and NFL cartel, both have a record called Hoover. Now, I tried to listen to the record, but I'm old, so I didn't get it. Sounded like a bunch of violent noise to me. I heard a line about an AK messing up your molecular structure. I heard something about someone riding around with a tech and another bar about someone aiming above the neck and missing nothing. Maybe you can make out more than me in this record. Uh, let's hear it. I fart on that record, please. Uh, confession. Uh, I don't know what the hell they were saying. My producer, Dan, printed out the lyrics. That's how I knew what they were saying, okay? Uh, they were saying, ain't nothing smoother than a Hoover load. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, that may be a trash-ass record, but that little jingle would have been perfect for Hoover Vacuums, all right? Somebody at Hoover needs to make a commercial immediately. That is a great tagline for Hoover Vacuums. Ain't nothing smoother than a Hoover, all right? Now, if you're rapping about that many guns, that much violence in the song, the video has to reflect that, right? Well, the video for Hoover definitely reflected that. Let's go to Click 2 Houston for the report, please. Styling themselves as Maxo Cream and NFL Cartel Bow, the featured rappers chose Lakewood Park next to Hilliard Elementary School to shoot their video. They did it at about the same time school was letting out. Some of the kids actually got into the video. What also got in were about a dozen loaded guns, some of them stolen, that were being used for props. And the extras holding the guns, according to police, all documented street gang members. Some people driving by saw men with guns here on the basketball court and called police. You think? When police showed up, some suspects with open warrants were arrested on the spot. But much of the cast ran, leaving behind the weapons and small amounts of drugs. Frankie, see, it's a 
few months later, the video was released online, wow. and it was a hit. But it's also the tool police use to track down and identify everyone in the video who was holding a weapon. Twenty have been charged with illegal possession of weapons, including rapper NFL Cartel Bo, also known as Warren Brown, a convicted felon. Brown was charged with illegally possessing two assault rifles and with threatening a police officer on the way to jail. He was released on bond in order to wear an ankle monitor. But police say he cut it off and disappeared. He's still on the run along with eight other suspects. Of the 20 facing state charges, 11 have also been charged in federal court. And police say some of them were already wanted for questioning in connection with other unrelated crimes. There's so much to unpack here. Uh, first of all, NFL cartel convicted felon had an ankle bracelet on, but he cut it off and he's on the run now. Uh, if I had a bunch of illegal guns and drugs and I shot a music video and the police showed up and I ran and I got away, I would be ecstatic. If I dropped my weapons at the scene and ran and got away, I would definitely lay low forever because I don't know what's on those guns. I don't know what can be traced back to me. You ran away from the scene of this crime because that's what it was, a crime. You ran because you know you have warrants. You know you have illegal weapons. You know you had drugs. You ran because you didn't want to get caught and go to jail. So why in the hell, two months later, would you post a video on Worldstar showing everyone who ran holding these guns? Seriously, serious question. What is considered snitching in this era? I really want to know because law enforcement always tells people if they see something, say something. Don't nobody say more about what they see than the people who are actually committing the crimes nowadays. Law enforcement has the easiest job in the world because eventually all crimes will be solved and resolved because you Negroes are addicted to social media. All right, criminals turn rappers, rappers turn federal agents. Oh, all of y'all work for law enforcement and don't even know it. I'm reading the article right here. It says verbatim on complex.com, and you heard the news report. Police use this video to track down the men holding weapons and arrest them. Duh! Now 20 people have been charged with illegal possession of a weapon. 11 have been arrested, and 9 others are still on the run for no damn reason. Because it's only a matter of time before they get caught. And they probably will get caught because of social media. Especially now that this story is in the news. You think they're going to miss their chance to shine? If we invited them on the Breakfast Club right now, they would show up and do an interview on camera talking about how they on the run. All right? I just want people to pick a side. You can't do crime and be a professional rapper. The two don't mix. Either you want to carry guns, push drugs, kill people, or you want to rap. I know a lot of rappers have confused you over the years, but trust me, a lot of these guys are just talking about what you brothers are actually doing. And I have said for years, if rappers were really doing what they said they were doing in, in their raps, majority of rappers would be dead or in jail. And NFL Cartel and Max O'Cream are proof of that. Please let Remy Ma give NFL Cartel and Max O'Cream the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb. And you know, I'm on record uh, some years ago saying that I love when gangster rappers do actual gangster things. In my younger years, I used to love the ignorance of people who actually were living their raps. But as 1 Corinthians 13, 11 says, when I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. And being a real street nigga is quite childish. <laughs> Only because for so long in the hood, we, we equated real to being something criminal. And I'm sick of seeing my brothers glorify crime in their music. And P.S., guns in your video don't make your song sound better. Okay? Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. Up next is Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Sharon. Hey, Sharon. What's your question for Yee? Uh, hi, Yee. Good morning. Hey, Sharon. Um, I'm happy to finally get through. I never could get through. But I have a question. Um, me and my son, father, we've been together for four years. Mm-hmm. And um, two years into um, our relationship, we had got a domestic partnership. Um, so, um, actually, the anniversary for that is coming up on December the 15th. So, I recently posted on Facebook back in, like, uh, October that we was going to get married that day. So, when he seen it, he kind of reacted in a way like, oh, it's kind of rushed and, you know, all this other stuff. Okay. And then a month later, I found out that I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, okay, maybe we could push it back. Maybe I could just have the gender reveal. And, you know, we just, you know, think about another day for the wedding. He was fine with that or whatever. But recently, just yesterday, we was talking and um, I was telling him how I'm never satisfied. Nothing really makes me happy completely. Like, and, and I admit that, like, I do have like an issue with that. Okay. So I said to him, I said, maybe, you know, if we get married and, you, you know, you're my husband, maybe I feel like my life is complete and, you know, maybe I will be satisfied mm. and then I'll be happy. He proceeded to say, Oh, even then, you still won't be happy. Like, what is that? Like, how could you say something like that? I was not looking for that. I was looking for him to be supportive and say, you know what, baby? You know, one day we're going to have this day. But, Sharon, I would say, in a way, I'm going to have to say he's right about a certain thing. You don't wait until after you get married to say, well, maybe when this happens, this is going to complete me, because it really might not. You got to be complete as a person before you get married. I'm not saying that I'm not complete. And you have to be, and you have to be in a good space in your. You admit, which is great that you can admit that you have some issues as far as not being satisfied. You need to work on those things before you guys decide to spend the rest of your life together and make that commitment. I think a lot of times people think that once we sign these papers and get married and have this ceremony, that's going to fix everything, and that's not true. You got to fix those things first. And obviously, nothing is perfect, but work on that. Right. Right. But still, like, four years, and before him, I was in a relationship for almost 10 years, no commitment. Like, it's just, I don't want to repeat the same, you know, thing. I'm not trying to push it more than he's, you know, pushing it, but I feel like I want it more, you know, than he wanted. Like, every time we talk about it or I bring it up or whatever, it's not that he ignoring it. It's just, like, I guess he's tired of hearing it. But, like, what is going to happen out of the four years? I feel like I'm stuck... In between a rock and a hard place. So I, what I, you guys should do is set a deadline for when you're going to have a discussion about it and you need to work on whatever it is that you both need to work on as individuals and what you're bringing into the relationship and then say, okay, in a few months, and if it's six months from now, let's revisit this and see where we're at. But come up with that agreement and work on yourself first. Yeah, I guess so. So give yourselves a date that y'all going to sit down and talk and see where you got to by that point. But don't think that we're going to get married and it's going to fix everything. But you don't think that was wrong for him saying that? Like, for moral support, I was not expecting that. You wanted a certain answer from him, and that's why you said that. And he didn't give you the answer that you wanted, but he was honest mm-hmm. with how he felt. And and that just means that y'all got some things to work on. I guess so. Maybe um, I do be overdoing it. Maybe the pregnancy got me going, like, crazy. I don't know. Right, it could be. And it's not a bad thing. He, you said he's not saying it's off the table. He does want to do it but you can acknowledge that there's certain things first before we get to that point let's fix these things as best as we can and learn how to deal with it we always have problems it's how we deal with those problems yeah so you think like maybe because he's been asking me like go to 
counseling, but I'm like, that's for like married people, like Sharon, uh, go to counseling. That's great that he wants to do that. You'll be surprised what can come out of it. You should go. I think it's fantastic. That means that he's looking at this as a long-term thing. You got to be receptive too. I guess so. I'm just so against like therapists and all that. I feel like when you go see those type of people, you can't resolve issues on your own. How do you know? Have you ever gone? I've never, no, I've never gone before. Okay, so you don't know. It's helped a lot of people, so you should try it. It might be something phenomenal that comes out of it for you. But the fact that he's making these suggestions and you're shutting them down, that's not a good sign either. That's very stubborn of you. I guess so. He says that a lot, too. Like, I'm so stubborn. Like, you won't even agree. You'll just say, I guess so. Maybe. (laughs) See? (laughs) I I don't know. See? You were about to say it again. (laughs) I'm really trying to work with it. Open, Open up, Sharon. Open up. Okay. Thanks, Angela. You're welcome. All right. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Yee, call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Manny from Atlanta. Hey, Manny. What's your question for Yee? I was just trying to see, um, like, I've been hitting people up on Instagram, like DJ Greg Street, and I would hate to be, like, annoying and persistent, but I'm trying to, like, get into a new field, what do you think is the limit when you're, like, trying to contact someone? Well, first of all, I don't know... Yes, things can happen for you off Instagram, but you have to do a great follow-up because people are constantly getting messages and bombarded by people, so we have to see how professional you are. So what that means is I think Instagram is fine for an initial contact and then take it off of social media. So ask for an email address or an assistant or somebody that you can send information to or if they can refer you to someone else because you don't want to put it all on that person. So if you're trying to get a job at a radio station or working with somebody, (sighs) I think it's important to um, go through the proper channels and not just hit someone on Instagram. For some people, Instagram is more of a fun thing to do. And also, you know, they don't want to just hire somebody off of there. So you need to take it to the next level for people to see how professional you are. Okay, do you think it'd be weird to, like, go to the radio station? Like, I don't want to be that creepy guy, but... I would rather that you go to an event where people are invited to and approach someone there than pop up at the radio station. You know, it depends on... You never know what could happen, but, um, you know, if there's a way you can establish a connection with somebody who works in human resources or another person there that you can actually sit down and interview with before you get to that, but just go through certain channels so that people also don't feel like, why is this person harassing me or stalking me? I understand. Do you mind if I ask Andy one more question? Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, Andy, when are you coming to Atlanta for um, real estate classes? You know, it's funny. I'm going to try to come the uh, weekend of Super Bowl. The Thursday of Super Bowl, we're trying to uh, lock in a a place there. So I'm trying to, uh, shortly, soon, very soon. You trying to do a group on deal? Because I got a couple friends, but we ain't trying to pay that hundred for a person. We we work it out. We try. We, 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 we you know we we sponsor some people to go as well. But yeah, we'll, we'll try to work it out. All right, I'll DM you. You won't check it, but I'll DM you. I'll, uh, I'll check it when it comes to real estate. I always okay. check it. All right, bro. Appreciate it. All right, well, let's go to another line. Hello, who's this? Nanny. Hey, what's your question for you? Basically, my question is: if a man has a micro penis, but that has a lot for himself, what should I do? All right, so his penis is really small, but everything else is great. Can you still um, get an orgasm? Not really. Why are you laughing, Trav? Girl, leave him. (laughs) (laughs) Are you still able to orgasm? Do you enjoy having sex or is it terrible? It's terrible. Um, Basically, like, Mm. it's thick enough where I can, like, you know, feel something, but it's just the length of it. It's like a micro penis. Mm. Oh, man. Does he go down on you? Are there other things that he does that kind of supplement that? He's one of those guys that doesn't like to give oral either. Oh, he's got some nerves. He's Jamaican. (laughs) 
No, it's Dominican. Mm. Well, then mm-hmm. you you guys need to have a conversation. I'm sure he's quite aware that he has a small penis, and maybe he's even feels a way about it. Insecure. Yeah. I'm how are sure. you going to have that conversation? I'm just curious. This, yeah, what do you? How well, do you start that off? I wouldn't say that you have a small, but I would be like, you know, sexually, I think there's more things we need to experiment with, and I really need you to do oral as well for me to be satisfied. That's going to break his heart. No, it's not. I can tell you what to say, girl. <laughs> let, let him know it's, it's too many men out here with bigger meat. Trash. And you, yeah, you was not yeah, dealing with that yeah. in 2019. He has a lot of going for himself, though. He has three masters. Um, he has a great job, like 15 hours. Yeah, you got to do something to make up for the fact that your penis Exactly, small. Exactly, exactly. Are you in love with him? Um, it's been about a year now, and I don't know. Are you in it's love with him? Yes or no? Don't think about everything no. he has going for him. You just think it's a good idea. Are you in love? No. Okay, well, a lot of times we try to be with, and I've done this, somebody who's good on paper, this would be a great idea, but if you don't feel it, you don't feel it, literally. Exactly. And they should do oral, you know what I mean? Right. It doesn't feel like you love him anyway. You're trying to force it. You can't force it. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Okay. Too much meat out here, girl. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good luck, babe. Thank you. You too. All right, ask me. 800-585-1051 if you need advice, <laughs> relationship advice, or any type of advice. Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about some good news. We'll talk about Dikembe Mutombo. Find out what he did for a young boy who is from Africa that had a tumor on his face. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Alive, look alive. Nobody else alive, huh? All right. I wasn't listening to you, sir. Right. I didn't have my headphones on yet. Well, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God, Trav. And we are the Breakfast Club. And I can never What's tell up, when Trav? you're just having a fit of beige rage. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's whatever. I'm here, man. I haven't had beige rage in a while. You are his light skin, NV. Like, you like super light skin. He's like, he, be, he be putting filters on his what, Instagram, bro, to make himself darker. What is stupid light skin? What is regular light skin? He be putting filters on his stuff to make himself darker, bro. No, I don't. All right, in Rumor <laughs> Report, we'll be talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, congratulations to Janet Jackson. She made it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for 2019. So that's dope. And this is also a historic year because Stevie Nicks made it, and she will, she's made it in as a solo artist. She's the first one to be inducted, the first female artist to join the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a second time. She was inducted with Fleetwood Mac as a group and now as a solo artist as well. I don't understand how people complain about everything and they want things to evolve. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame needs to evolve. It should just be the Music Hall of Fame. Well, LL Cool J unfortunately did not make it. He was a nominee as well, and neither did Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. Drop one of Clues bombs for LL Cool J. He and it's, it's the fans it. that have to vote. So definitely fans vote on the nominees they want to see, and the top five artists uh, are made up of a fans ballot and all of that, so that's a, counted as a single vote. So anybody can go vote? Um... I'm not sure what... Well, it's fans. Yeah, I think anybody can I vote. refuse to believe That's why anybody people are can go actually, vote and we didn't vote for LL Cool J. Yeah, people can actually get you to go and vote and be like, hey, vote for me. So that's how it happens. I just think it should be the Music Hall of Fame. You're not going to sit there and tell me that LL Cool J is not a whole legend. He is Regardless a of any genre of music, you know, and the way he's transcended through Hollywood. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. He's well, y'all should have voted. He's definitely a Hall of Famer, regardless of what the hell the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is talking Absolutely. about. All right, and Dikembe Mutombo has done something really great. He flew an eight-year-old boy from Africa with a large tumor on his face to L.A. so he could get operated on by a team of American doctors. Check it out. 
My wife and I are sponsoring this young boy from Congo who have a huge tumor on the side of his face. Wow. Uh, he's going to be operating by Dr. Uh, Ryan Osborne from Beverly Hill. So we brought him here from uh, Africa. Oh, wow. So we are very excited. That's Thumbs amazing. Down. That's beautiful. Dropping the clues on the campaign Matumbo. He wins. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Martinez, kind kind AF challenge. Yes. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And why does it sound like it hurts for the campaign Matumbo to talk? His voice always sounded like that. Jesus Christ. That's how he talks. All right. Oprah Winfrey has talked about her mother's recent passing. She talked to People Magazine and she talks about her final days with her mom. Here is what she had to say about saying her final goodbyes. I knew my mother was dying and I sat with my mother and I said, um, I don't know if you're going to make it. Do you think you're going to make it? And she said, I, I don't think I am. And I had a conversation with her about what that felt like. And then I said to her, what a wonderful thing to be able to say goodbye, because she's completely coherent. I stood in the doorway and I said goodbye, and I knew it was going to be the last time I said goodbye. Although I didn't say to her, this is the last time I'm going to say goodbye. So I went and I spoke in Boston, and I knew that the next day I had a bunch of meetings in California, and I canceled all of those meetings, and I went back to Milwaukee, because I felt like I had not closed it. I knew it was the end, but I wanted to make sure she knew it was the end and that I said everything I wanted to say. Mm. Ooh, that's tough. Mm-mm. All right, in addition, uh, she told us what some of her final words were to her mom. And what I said was, thank you. As a young girl, having a baby in Mississippi, no education, no training, no skills, 17, you get pregnant with this baby. Lots of people would have told you to give that baby away. Lots of people would have told you to abort that baby, and you didn't do that. And I know that was hard, and I want you to know that no matter what, I know that you always did the best you knew how to do. Mm. Wow. I wouldn't even want to think about final words like that. Absolutely not. All right, Killer Mike has a Netflix show coming. It's called Trigger Warning. It's about examining cultural taboos and giving viewers the space to examine the what-ifs and why-nots that limit how some people move and operate in the world. I can't wait, Killer Mike. It's going to be six episodes. Yeah, so uh, pretty exciting, and congratulations to him. It's going to be on Netflix January 18th. I can't wait. Killer Mike's been talking to me about that show for a long time. Killer Mike is one of the most brilliant minds that this uh, generation Mm -hmm. has to offer, man, and I cannot wait to watch this show, Trigger Warnings. And to end rumor report on a fun note, let's talk about Jimmy Fallon. He went to Rockefeller Center in New York City and got some people that were there to perform the lyrics to songs they've never heard before. Check it out. Have you heard of the artist Drake? I've heard of him, but I have no idea what he does. Can you sing In My Feelings by Drake? Do you love me? <laughs> Are you riding Kiki, do you love me? <laughs> Are you riding to say you'll never, never ever leave, leave me? I like that. But no, I'm gang, 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 gang. There wow. you go. <laughs> All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Up next is the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in now. Shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Philo is the best way to watch TV, live or on demand. More than 50 channels you love, like VH1, BET, and of course, Revolt. Best part? Philo is just $20 a month. Find out for yourself with a free trial. No credit card needed. Text BREAKFAST to 74456.